Hey everybody, what's up? We're back with Ascend Student Ministries Anchored Podcast in Matthew 25. Matthew 25 reads, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour." For it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time the master of those servants came and settled his accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant! You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all nations, and he will separate people from one another as shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life.
For today's nugget of truth, we're going to focus in here on the second of the two parables here in this chapter. And one of the reasons that I've selected this passage for us to focus on is I believe it's very crucial for us to understand, especially in light of our comparison culture that we live in. And so what do I mean by comparison culture? Comparison culture is where we're looking at those around us as the standard for what we feel to be right or good or popular rather than looking at what is actually true. Where do we get that? A lot of that is fed to us by our media or our social media and the different interactions that are taking place there. If you've talked with me much about social media, you will understand how I appreciate certain uses that it has, and I appreciate a lot of the lighter things that we are able to find on social media. But there's a lot of things there that are not helpful for us. Some of these are fed by what I call the deep fake culture. Essentially, this is the way in which people use Photoshop or editing or other things to make them appear as they are not actual in reality. And some of them I find hilarious when you've got the pictures of people that are using the background of their computer right behind them. So it makes them look like that they're on a crazy vacation or they're standing by a window and they make it look like they're on an airplane. They do all of these crazy things to make life look like it's better for them on this social media or in the interactions that they're going to get online versus what it actually is. And so they're trying to put themselves and build themselves up above others to make them popular, to make it so that they have followers and likes and things like that. The issue with that is they're not displaying what is true. And the problem with that is many people are striving for that as something they want to attain, but it's not actually there. So we have this comparison culture going on where we're trying to compare ourselves to others. But when we look here at this parable, we're not actually competing against each other. What we're doing is we're supposed to be, if we're following God and we're living in obedience to him, We're supposed to be looking for a standard of faithfulness. And so it's important for us to understand that as we look at this parable of the talents, the three individuals are not given the same things by their master. They're given different amounts, and it specifically says according to his ability. So according to the abilities of the individuals in there, as well as the individuals in our day, God is giving us certain items. What he's asking us to do with those gifts, those talents, those blessings that he gives to us is to be faithful in using what he has given us for his kingdom and glory purposes. When we are faithful, we all receive the same commendation or the same reward from him. And that is, well done, good and faithful servant. When we seek to be faithful with what God has given us, instead of comparing ourselves to others around us, it makes it easier for us to live in obedience because we're not jealous. We're not wishing that we had something that was not ours. We're not saying, hey, my gifts or my talents or my blessings are not important. But instead, we're saying, God, I'm grateful for what you've given to me. Help me to use that for your kingdom. And so when we separate ourselves from this culture that is breeding us to compare against each other, we realize we're not competing against other people, but we're a part of working together with one another for that goal of faithfulness to the Lord. So hopefully you find that to be encouraging as you seek to honor him, knowing that you're not competing with the other people around you, knowing that, sure, other people might be smarter, they might sing better, 
They might have different skills or gifts or talents that you're seeing them use for God's kingdom in miraculous ways and majestic things are happening in their life. You're not called to do the same thing that they're doing. You're not called to be the same person they are. In fact, God has fearfully and wonderfully made you, uniquely equipped you for the place that he has you in and given you the gifts that he sees fit for what he has called you to do. So you're called to faithfulness and that should be freeing, that should be liberating, knowing that you're not competing with the other people around you, knowing solely that you're focused upon obedience to God and that being the standard for you understanding that you are doing what God has called you to do and you are fully equipped and fully capable of being faithful to him regardless of what the people around you are doing. Hopefully you find that to be encouraging today, something that you can anchor your faith in as you seek to live in obedience to God throughout what he has called you to do. As far as questions for today, one of the questions that you might have is when we see this section here on final judgment, what is it referring to as when you've done to one of the least of these? When we think about that, when we look into that, really it's when you've done something for others in the name of the Lord, you're doing it as his hands, his feet, and in the name of him. And so when you do that, you're allowing others to experience the blessing of God, and therefore you are given reward in this final judgment for what's taken place, instead of being punished for not doing what God has called you to do. Once again, this is probably looking back specifically at the judgment upon the religious leaders and as an extension of that, as they said that they were doing things to serve others and yet were not. And so hopefully as you answer that question and as you ask a question of yourself, are you being faithful to extend the gospel to those around you, whatever that situation is, whatever that might mean, because we see that the totality of those situations are encompassed here by the specifics that are laid out in this final judgment and the interchange that takes place between the individuals there. So as you seek to answer your own questions, hopefully you find people who can help you with that or resources that are good for you for that. If you're looking for some of those still and you'd love to talk with me about that, I would love to do that with you as well. And I hope that as you study God's word, you're growing in your faith and growing in your understanding of what he's calling you to do as an individual, to be faithful to what he has called you to do in the midst of whatever situation and circumstances he has you in. And know today that as you live in obedience to him and live in love for those around you, you are loved. You are-